0: Hello, and welcome to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. And now, here are some thoughts from our dad, Brad McClure. Hello, and welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. So glad you chose to join us once again this week. This week, we are going to be in the book of Isaiah. I want to get right into it. Stay after for my ramblings. I'll talk about a few things there. But I want to get right into it. The book of Isaiah. And I got to look it over this passage. This is a passage that when I worked in Reformers Unanimous, if you've followed this podcast for some time, you've heard me talk about that. This was the first passage that they would memorize. Now, not all the verses that we're going to cover, not even the main verses I'm going to cover today, but this was the first passage that they would memorize. And it's in Isaiah 55. It's a great passage. And the I've been so interested in it that I'm considering just studying the book of Isaiah. Long, 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 long book. It's one of those books, to be honest, when I come to it, I'm like, oh no, we got a long book here. But Isaiah is is written about the Savior. It's written warning Judah. It's written warning kings, warning Israel. And he is an intellect. He's very smart. He's a very gifted writer. And then intrigued me. I was actually driving back from work today, and I was listening to a man who is not a Christian on a podcast that is not a Christian podcast, but it's from one guy that is very smart, and he's a learner, and he was interviewing another guy who is extremely smart. And I was just listening to them talk, and I thought, it is amazing the things that they know and the level that they're able to talk about. It's unfortunate that they don't know the gospel, but I was just amazed by that. But as then I was studying this passage some more, I thought Isaiah was one of those men. He was one of those men that just was very smart, very wise, but he walked with God. And he wrote one of the longest, one of the longest, what we now call the books of the Bible. And I'm considering doing a little study in that. But today, all of that said, we're in Isaiah 55, and I'm going to start reading in verse 6, he says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Now, that already sounds good. I like the thought of that. and It's not where I'm going to kind of drill down today, but, but he's reminding us that we've got to seek the Lord. We've got to call upon him while he's near. And then this is the verse that the ones and reformers would memorize. It says, Let the wicked forsake his way in the unrighteous man's thoughts and let him return unto the lord there's revival forsake the way that is wrong forsake the sin that is in your life and return to the lord because that's what sin does sin draws us away from god it it, it takes us away from that passion excitement and that seeking of god which he told us to do in verse 6 but he says we got to forsake that way and return to the lord and he will have mercy Upon him, I used to love, and it goes on. Well, let me let me say this. Look at the next part. And our God, for He will abundantly pardon. He didn't just say, "God will pardon you." That would have been enough. That would have been amazing. Just to think that God would pardon us in in spite of our sin. But He He adds something in there. He says, "God, for He will abundantly pardon." God is lavish with his love. He's lavish with his mercy. He will abundantly pardon and forgive you of your sin. And so, back to what I was saying a minute ago, that was a passage that we'd have them memorize. And it was an encouraging one because we had men or women that would come in in addictions or in sin. Reformers Nanos wasn't just for people like you would think drug addicts or alcoholics. It was for church people that were hidden sin or struggling with their anger struggling with whatever but we'd have people come in discouraged wanting to give up on life christianity and some weren't christians and when they would memorize this verse and talk about returning to the lord and that god would have mercy and abundantly pardon you would see it light up in their hearts and that was a great verse and then verse 8 says god speaking through isaiah says for my thoughts are not your thoughts Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Now I was thinking about this verse as I was driving and listened to that podcast I referenced earlier. Those two very wise, very smart guys in this world, very accomplished, very successful—I would say geniuses in a lot of ways. But I, I was thinking this as I was driving. I thought, you know, one of the one of the things about people that are just beyond, you know, definitely my level of thinking. It's difficult as you live in a different realm. You have to break it down. You have to be there's next level outside of being smart, being able to communicate that at a level that's easy to understand. But then I thought about God because I was thinking about these verses already. I knew I was going to be talking about them on the podcast today. I thought about God. His ways are so much higher. His thoughts are so much greater. He's all knowing God to be able to break that down for simple man to understand it and read it. and It's just amazing the, the difficulty of that, to be so much smarter than everybody else and be able to break it down so that they can understand. I, it's amazing, the thought to me. But he says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, here's the little, just two little verses that I want to think about today. We've been getting a lot of rain. I don't know where you are. I know I heard of a listener in Florida this week, and we want to welcome them. I think there's a few in Florida, but I heard of an, a one that was new to my understanding, and I'm so glad to have you joining us. So I don't know what the weather's like in Florida. I don't know what the weather's like where you're listening, but in Indiana, it's been raining a lot. And that got me thinking of these verses, because verse 10 says, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth the bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. Now the verse isn't done, but he's saying, he's given us the cycle, we know, of rain or of snow. What's been happening over these last few days, and and it will happen over the next several weeks, is this rain will come down and continue to come down. It's going to soak down into the ground. It's going to moisturize that ground. The sun's going to come out, and that, that sun is going to begin to work, and we're going to see budding. We're going to see the grass turn from right now. I'm looking out my window. It's starting to turn green now, but it's going to turn from that kind of yellowish color to a green color. The trees are going to come alive. I love the woods. I just love it. I love mushroom season. I love hunting. Uh, I, I'm not good at it. I, I don't dedicate tons of to, time. I do a lot of mushroom hunting. My wife really likes that as well. But, but I love just going out in the woods and watching it change from season to season. And then over these next few weeks, you're going to see in the woods, if you live near it, it's going to turn from just kind of brown and dark to green and vibrant. Why? Rain and sun. So God is saying that, that there's this cycle that, that I, I send forth water, rain, and it accomplishes something. It, it, it accomplishes its purpose, but then he says this. He compares that. It's, he uses the word so shall, so he's making a comparison. He says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void or empty, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it may prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now I love this because he's he's. I love illustrations. First of all, so do you. Think about it when a sermon. You're hearing a sermon, and maybe the truth is getting a little bit more difficult. Is as I think Spurgeon said, illustrations are like a window. They kind of open your eyes and help you to understand a the truth. They illuminate a the truth. And so here's what Isaiah is doing. He's saying, he's taking the word of God because he's a prophet that God has given to him, and he's trying and he's and God is sharing it through Isaiah. And he gives this illustration. He says, just like the rain comes down from God, soaks into the earth, and things begin to grow, and it and it doesn't head back. We know of evaporation or anything. Until it accomplishes its purpose, he says, so shall my word. My words come out of my mouth, and it's not going to return into me empty. It's not going to be pointless or worthless. I didn't waste the time because God's word will not return void. If you've been into church very long at all, you'll hear a preacher or someone say that, and you may not understand what it means. It's coming from this text God's word is not going to return empty. That if God's word is properly used, depending on the context, if it was, if I was talking about to a preacher, I would say if God's word is properly preached, that means in the right context, with the right spirit, in the right application, it will not return void. But not just to the preachers. Do you know, as you pick up your Bible every morning or afternoon or evening, and you read it, and you read it with a heart that's humble. With a heart that's eager to know God and to know him in a greater and deeper way, guess what? God's word will not return void. And so just as the rain comes from God from the heavens and it and it filters down into the ground and it brings forth a fruit, so does God's word. And that's why we emphasize so often here in the Pulpit to Pew podcast, and why I emphasize that our church and our Sunday school classes and everywhere, every time I speak, that we do need to soak in the Word of God. And you're not always going to want to. Really what triggered this thought today as I was studying, as I was reading uh, by, uh, an article by Paul Tripp, he has a, a newsletter as well, so you can sign up for mine, or you can sign up for his, or both. But it comes on Wednesday, it's called Wednesday Word, and I was reading one, a past one, where he said, he's, and he started by saying this, I don't always want to read God's Word, sometimes it's boring. But he's given some reasons on why he does. And one of them, he said, is because I know that God's word, there's going to be a return. I'm paraphrasing this now. There's going to be a return on the investment. When you invest time in God's word, it will not return void. And so we study it. We, we dig into it. We we, As I like to say on this, we mine for the nuggets to know God's word. Because he says, he says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I please. So are you allowing God to accomplish what he wants to in your life every single day? And he says, it shall prosper in the thing where I sin it. So think about this. If God commands us to study his word, he wants us to... De- he told Joshua, did he not to meditate therein day and night. And so that seems to indicate to me that God has a purpose. Just like he says in this text, he he has a plan. He has something that he wants to accomplish every day in my life. I have to have the discipline to sit down and to read it. And then God will accomplish that purpose in my heart like the rain into the ground the Word of God from the mouth of God to my heart will teach me and train me and grow me and be prosperous. Same application when you go to church. When you go to church and you sit down and you crack open your Bible and you listen to the preacher that's been studying God's Word and he pours out the Word of God in your heart you receive it with humbleness and with, with a desire to learn and to know and to grow god's word has a purpose is there's something that he wants to accomplish that's why any preacher worth his salt isn't that the saying i think it is but any preacher worth anything is going to spend his week in prayer his week in study saying god i need a message from you to give to the people he realizes he's a vessel he's just sharing it i realize coming to this podcast this is an opportunity that you take out of your week to come and listen to something about the word of god And so there's a great responsibility in the handling of the word of God. But there's a purpose that God has for it. And he says that just as that rain has a purpose as it comes, his word has a purpose. It's going to accomplish what he pleases, and it's going to prosper in the thing whereunto he sent it. Now, those are the verses I want to look at. But in verse 12, he says, For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with joy peace you know what God's word brings when you and I really discipline ourselves to be in God's word and we allow God's word to soak into our lives it brings joy and it brings peace it's clear say well I want joy and peace in my life let it begin with your time in God's word so, I love the illustration. I love what Isaiah was saying here in this text. He said, just like the rain, you look out there today, if you're at least in Indiana, and you see that rain, you see that water soaking down in the ground. I want you to think there's an illustration in the Word of God that God's Word will not return me void. When I hear it preached, when I study it, God's Word has a purpose and God will accomplish it. Hey, thanks for listening this week to the Pulpit TV Podcast. So glad you're with us. Stick around for the Ramblings. We'll see you back later. Thanks for sticking around for my ramblings. If you enjoyed that podcast, or if you've been enjoying the podcast in the past, maybe you didn't like this one, you said, Yeah, I don't like this one, but I like the last ones. Do me a favor, and you can help out by subscribing wherever you're listening, whether it be Apple or Spotify or wherever. Just hit the subscribe button so you make sure you get that. And then if there's a spot to leave a review, leave a review. You just want to leave a rating, just do that. Or if you want to write something, that'd be great. I may post it on social media. Thank you so much for listening. Also, of course my wife has been spelling spelling she's been selling since maybe I can't speak because our house just smells like if we're living in a flower garden right now but fitting I just walked downstairs after recording I asked her I said what's the scent of the week in the scent of the week she had no idea what I was teaching on the podcast she said Amazon rain how fitting I just talked about everything that's going on Amazon rain is the smell we've got going on in our house this week, and it's been great. We did. Um, So check that out. You can go to her site. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But also want to just remind you of a few things. Of course, the newsletter. I always tell you about that. We had three new subscribers last week. Thank you all. If you're a listener and you subscribe, thank you for doing that. We're trying to make a path to 100. That's not a lot for a lot of most people, but we're trying to get there. And... Uh, so I want to encourage you that. I talked this week about the eyes of the Lord and the ears of the Lord on that on that newsletter. So check that out. I've been trying to post a Monday meditation on the blog, bradmaclure.org. That's where I've been posting a Monday meditation. You can While you're there, you might as well go over to join the Pulpit Pew crew. That's where you can get on that newsletter. And I don't know what else. I don't know what else really in my ramblings today. But I would say this. I've been slacking in my reading. This is my ramble. I've been slacking in my reading, but I picked up a book. My wife surprised me with a book, which is a big thing for me. I love that. And I had been trying to read on my iPad, which I've done a lot of books on my iPad. But there's something about holding that book. So I've got a book that's on our thinking again. It's by Louis Guglio. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But Not Giving Satan a Seat at Your Table, something like that. And I'm looking forward to that. I've already started a little bit. I'm going to be reading that. So that's about it for the ramblings this week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this Sunday. We will be back in our series, But God, lesson number 10. Go hit subscribe. Thank you for being here. We'll see you back on the weekend.